Auto Parts E. Hey guys. Ew. What? <clears throat> All right, we're canceling the podcast. Oh. My name is Chloe. My name is Gabby. Welcome back to another episode. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I regret this decision. Every of the Haters day. Film Club. Every single podcast. day. Um. <laughs> Bestie, is that you? What are you trying to do right now? I was trying to do my best voice. Like, the, in the movies. Where they're like, whoa, man, that's far out. Chloe's once again the worst transitioner ever. No, actually, we're not getting into that yet. Because I just, the men have been out of control lately. I've wrote this down in my notes. You you were texting me, can I call you this morning? You want to tell us your story? <laughs> oh, it was not that big a deal. Oh, um, well, I have like three, so. Oh, uh, okay. Well, no, just uh, on, I had to go get fingerprints done because I'm getting, hopefully we'll be working in an enrichment program that is in some. Having my enrichment time. In some public schools, and they require me to have like a whole background test. And whatnot, excuse me. Um, and so I had to get my fingerprints done. I went to go do that this morning. On my way back, I didn't feel like waiting for the bus, so I was just walking. And I don't know about y'all, but I walk with the most resting bitch face ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have to, you yeah. have to around these parts. It's just one. It's natural. It's natural, and two. It just I don't know. Just well, try to look as unappealing as, as possible. As my cousin says, I don't have resting bitch face. I have resting sad face, according to her. You have like resting, uh, resting. Um, <laughs> you have resting like damsel in distress face. Like you're not no. sad, but you need help. No, I don't <laughs> want anybody to talk to me. Well. Anyway, um, but yeah, so I, I wear over-the-head headphones, uh, which no one told you how hot those get over the summer. Lord, how are y'all doing this? My ears are steaming. Wet. Yeah. I take that stuff off, I'm like dripping. Um, but I have my over-the-head headphones, and then I'm like walking with a quickness, and uh, just having like a grump face, at, or as my mom likes to call it, trompa. Trompa. Um. And suddenly this, like, guy's, like, walking behind me and, like, talking on the phone very loudly. And I'm just like, he's just doing his own thing. He's not bothering me. But I was like, let me pick up the pace to put some distance between us because he was, like, just way too close to me for no reason. Suddenly he, like, kind of taps me a little bit and he's like, hello, hello. And I'm like, I push my, 40. You already had dinner. I don't want to hear it. I push one of my headphones to the side so I can hear him. I'm like, hello. He's like, hi, how are you? And I'm like, I'm good. And he was like, what's your name? And I'm like, I'm good. He was like, oh, you're good? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just walking. And he was like, well, I'm walking with you. Is that okay? And I'm like, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. (laughs) I was just like, no, I'm okay. Thank you. And he was like, oh, I can't walk with you. And I'm like, no, I'm good. And then my bus was coming up, so I was just like ran to go catch the bus. It kind of, it probably looked like I was running away from him. It really I really wasn't. I was just trying to catch the bus. But uh 
But yeah, it was just so stupid. I'm like, leave me alone. And then he got on the bus with me, so I texted Chloe. I'm like, can I call you? So that it's like, I'm not like alone. Um, and she didn't respond, so if I ever die, it's on Chloe's hands. In my defense, I was working. And there was a lot going on. Prison! Anyways. Jail time! Anyways, my men's stories. Which, what is that? Hello? Direct your speech to the microphone. This is why no one hears you on the pod. Can you hear me now? Mute. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, last week we went to go see Renfield, and on the ride home, Gabby was sitting next to some dude, and I was sitting all alone, and then some man, like, sits down next to me, and the thing is, when I sit down on the bus, like, I'm gonna give you your personal space. I'm not gonna be sitting on top of you, I'm gonna be respectful of your space. So tell me why this man sits, like, three inches away from me, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Maybe he's, like, a bigger guy and, like, he takes up more space. Whatever. But then it would be like every couple stops or so, this man would like kind of adjust himself and scoot closer to me and closer to me and closer to me until he was like literally sitting on top of me almost. So I like text Gabby who's sitting behind me. I'm like, Jesus Christ, does this man not know what personal space is? And he was really weird. And apparently he was staring at me the whole time. But I mean, I wasn't doing anything interesting. I was literally playing Sudoku on my phone. So like, what were you trying to achieve with that? And then... What was it? Sunday? Yeah. I was coming back home from somewhere. I don't what did I do on Sunday? I don't know. But some dude at the bus stop, again, I've got over the ear earphones. Probably have a face that apparently says I'm a damsel in stress, so please talk to me. But I want nothing to do with nobody. I don't want to talk to nobody. And this dude at the bus stop, he like gestures at me and I'm like, what? So I like pull off my earphone and he just, without any, any prior conversation or anything, just grabs my arm and is like looking at all my tattoos. And then that's literally when the bus was pulling up and I was like, he's like, nice work. And I was like, "Um, thanks. And then he literally gets on the bus behind me too, sits in the seat, like on the other side of me. So I'm like texting Gabby. I'm like, this man's going to follow me home and he's going to murder me. And I I think I'm going to call you when I get off the bus so I don't get murdered. And then I got off at the bus and she was like going to work at the same time. So I literally like caught up to her outside. I'm like, bestie, I thought I was about to get murdered. Uh, completely unrelated. It's not a man. But yesterday I had some a crazy story. I went to... So if you are a foreigner you or if you've visited... A foreign country you know that sometimes you're required to do a tuberculosis test because Lord knows you can't get tuberculosis you got the osis you can't get the TB here in America but since you're from one of them Latin places we gotta we gotta test you mind you I haven't been in Venezuela since I was like seven um, but either way I had to get a tuberculosis test for the same background stuff and so I went to the Minute Clinic at a CVS because um, it was like the closest thing and the most available appointments or whatever. And the first time I went in there, it was great. It was fine. In and out. Second time I had to come back to get my results. Um, and right before I'm getting checked, like right before my lady's about to call me in, this woman who was uh, over by the pharmacy comes over and is talking to the doctor. And at first she's like asking calmly. She's like, hey, they told me to come over here because the prescription that you sent over isn't covered by my insurance. 
and they told me to come talk to you. And the doctor's like, well, I, I just, I changed it to the most generic one. If it's not covered by your insurance, that's not on me, that's on your insurance. And the lady is starting to get mad here. She's like, so what am I supposed to do? Because they're telling me to come here, and you're telling me to go over there. And then the doctor's telling her, like, you have to call your insurance. And so the lady, this is when she starts going crazy. She's like, she's like, oh, so I have to call the insurance, and they got to give me a list of, of prescriptions that they cover? Because I'm not going to do that. And then she starts going off starts i sent chloe like a voice memo Let me <laughs> i know I'm, right I'm literally sitting in the car like playing sudoku and like singing my heart out to some lana because i did not want to go inside with gabby she forced me she kidnapped me and all i hear is this voice memo and that's it and then Gabby texts me. She's like, "Oh, she's hitting the doctor." I yeah, was like, started, "Oh, they're they're having she, a full blown world star in there." To, like almost like hit her. She like pushed her out of the way. She's like, "Get on your computer and and find me a, a a a prescription that's covered by my insurance." The doctor's literally like, "That is not my job. There is no way I can do this for you." And she pushed her out of the way to like try and get her on her computer. Finally. There was, there's a security guard at the front of this uh, CVS, which if you don't have a security guard at your CVS, you <laughs> you're in the right side of town. <laughs> um, but um, security guards at the front of the CVS not doing nothing. Some At one point, this guy who works for CVS Health uh, or whatever like comes over and is trying to calm this lady down, and then she directs her anger towards this man that's like trying to just calm her down. And it was just wild. I was like... Chloe's like, record it, record it. And I'm like, what if she turns around, sees me recording, and takes it out on me? I'm not about to, because I, I, if I was further away, maybe, but I was like, st- like right, right there. next to it. So I was like, hell no, I'm not trying to make myself a victim here. I'm just a, a witness. And when I went in there after, because she eventually like just got mad, threatened to like knock them out and walked away. And on her way out, she like pushed it, one of those like portable, not like, those like plastic cardboard shelves. Yeah, I don't know what it had on it. I just heard like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, she does the end cap, something like that. Yeah, but like one of those like just pop up ones that's oh uh, yeah, yeah, for yeah, certain yeah, yeah. brands because it was it was just like a little toss. Mm. And when I finally went in there, I'm like, I'm so sorry about that. And the doctor was just like, gotta love retail. Retail. I, I know. <laughs> not to not to disrespect customer service yeah customer service not to disrespect because the lady the she, she just started like ranting a little bit she's like i'm so sorry i don't know why i did that i'm like it's okay i work in customer service too i, I get, get you girl plenty time i get you girl so yeah the last thing i'm gonna say on this topic is me and gabby are some heavily tattooed individuals mm-hmm. i i have like 10 tattoos i don't know about you i think i'm on 12 yeah and I don't know. Some people just take it as permission. Uh, my mom only knows that I have that. <laughs> no, I actually have no idea. I haven't counted in a bit. Yeah, but the plus side of tattoos is that we have a very much lower chance of being sexually tra- trafficked. Yeah. Because and cannibalized. And cannibalized. <laughs> Apparently, the taste of ink is not very good. Um. So that's a plus. Everybody, go get a tat. And, but anyways, people just take it as an excuse to be, like, weird. 
yeah. like grabbing my arm. Gabby, you've had customers do that. I've had customers do that. Just like calling out to us in the street. And if you have tattoos, you know when someone's like complimenting your tattoos out of like genuine like. Or just trying to hit on yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell when they're like, oh my gosh, I love the line work. Like the, the colors art, are awesome. Like nice yeah. art. Love that. Or they're like. Or they're like, oh, how oh. many do you have? Wow. Do you have any more? Like, that. are they are they in any other place? Like, yeah. you don't need to know that. Uh, Excuse me. Like there, there was like a couple weeks ago that this dude came in and he had like a fresh, uh, like thing on his leg, and I was like, by the way, I love uh your art, the artwork, and he's like, yeah, I just got it yesterday. I was like, see, I was thinking it was fresh because those are some great colors. I would have been like surprised if that was like a fully healed tattoo. So yeah. But that's, like, me just genuinely, in, like... Yeah, enjoying your artwork. Not, not like, like, beautiful tats, ladies. Yeah. Hey, why don't you roll up your sleeves so I can sit? Ew. Since you always insult my transitions, I'm gonna let you transition us. So, it's 421 today, guys. If you didn't know, yesterday was 420. Well, you guys will be hearing this on 422. So, but even um, later. Yeah. Either way, we we decided earlier this week that we're like it's four twenty this week. Let's make some dumb commentary about stoner, stoner comedies. So, full disclaimer: we are not stoner girlies. We, are not. we, we just really enjoy the genre of movies because they're stupid and goofy, and, and we're stupid why, and goofy. That's probably why we think they're stupid and goofy. I'm sure stoners are like, "This is art. This is fine cinema right here." So. True to my nature, I've done some research, and I figured that I'd go ahead and get into that first before we fully dive into our stoner movies. Um, so, basically, the basic definition... Actually, first, let me give you my research sources, and of course, I will link these in the description. So, we've got The Atlantic, High Art of the Subversive History of Stoner Comedies, EmeryWheel.com, the highs of stoner films, Wikipedia, stoner film, Amp, The Guardian, oh, back, ew, she just baby barfed, back with a bong, why we need stoner movies more than ever, and then, because I'm gonna get a little deep with it, this will come in later, we've got prisonpolicy.org, the marijuana report, scientificamerican.com, the federal government, space on this description yeah we will if not i'll put it somewhere else the federal government should decriminalize marijuana naacps cannabis laws racism and the dea.gov drug information drug scheduling because i want y'all to be educated so anyways let's get into my research so the basic definition of a stoner comedy is that it is a subgenre of comedy revolving around the recreational use of marijuana. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I think an interesting fact about stoner comedies is that they have actually really opened the door for non-white actors. And I didn't think about this. Like, actually, I learned a lot of interesting stuff from my perusing of the web today, mm -hmm. approximately three hours ago. Um, such as Harold and Kumar. This was a mainstream Hollywood film with several installments with a Korean and Indian lead. Cheech and Chong, they have like four movies. 
And this was coming out at a time where Mexican-American leads were very, very rare. And Go Cheech. Go Cheech. And then... That's the uncle from Spy Kids that turned on them. Oh. Yes. Thumb-thumbs. <laughs> um, and then we've got movies like Friday, Half-Baked, and How High. These also gave leading roles to black men such as Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. Now... Stoner comedies do reflect the changing opinions towards weed over the years. And for the first time ever, we have a majority of Americans supporting the legalization. And you can kind of see this definitely in the way that films were created. Like Pineapple Express made over $100 million when it came out in theaters. And this was something unheard of in the 90s, Mm. which was just a decade prior. And... This genre is diversifying, so it's not only just comedies, because now we see weed-centered documentaries and dramas coming out, so it's not just like, oh, Breaking Bad, where it's centered around meth. Yeah. (laughs) Shout out to Fort White, where there were so many meth houses. Oh, great. Yeah, love that. Uh, Yeah. And an interesting thing to note is that stoner comedies, while they're not completely only American, they are very unique to American culture Mm. because this just presents like that rebellious American ideal. Like the government tells me that I shouldn't, but I'm going to because it's my God given right, bra. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they've definitely evolved over time because when you first look at them, like in the 60s, they were more presented as a psychedelic feel. Apologies, Stink is currently using the bathroom. Oh, maybe that's my cat. And oh, it is farty. She's being a little dramatic in the bathroom right now. But anyways, the first like quote unquote stoner films, while they didn't actually show any drug use, they are considered to be stoner films because they had (laughs) because they have like a psychedelic feel without showing any actual drugs. And these would be movies like 2001 A Space Odyssey and Yellow Submarine. Mm. Do you ever see Yellow Submarine? Mm-mm. It was a required viewing in my household. Have you ever seen the Blue Alien movie? The French one? Uh, Planet or something like that? Planet, yeah. <laughs> what a, Planetasia or something. No. I, I know this movie. I haven't ever seen it before, but yeah, it's in my watch list. As you're looking for that, I'm going to continue. Um... And then Up in Smoke was the change that brought us to the stoner films we see today. Because... Fantastic Planet. Fantastic Planet. I still have not seen that, but it is on my list. So Up in Smoke kind of outlined the rules of what we see in stoner comedies today. This introduces the themes of buddy comedies, where they have a mission over something simple, like... Oh my god, I lost my car, I need to find it. Or, oops, I ate all these cupcakes, I need to get more. Like, something like that, where you can literally develop an entire plot around it. Vera blew up that bathroom. Good god. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) getting back into the themes, some sort of crazy situation ensues. Like, they get arrested, or their mom is coming home and they have to hide. Like, something crazy always happens. We also see these movies are often low energy, they're calm, and they're simple for anybody to understand. So it makes it very accessible to like a wide audience of people. You don't have to have a degree in filmography filmography to understand it. And 
it is important to point out that this is a very male-dominated genre because this is our, our bestie Judd Apatow, Seth Rogen, James Franco. When you think of the modern stoner film, they kind of dominate this area. Um, there is a branch of the stoner comedy, which is just known as stoner friendly, which kind of going back into our early 60s movies, 60s, 70s movies, um, they're not marijuana centered, but they'll make you trip. They will make you trip and they're kind of more catered towards people who be smoking a little blurt. <laughs> and these are movies like The Hangover, just something crazy, like drugs aren't the main focus of it, but the same kind of um, outlines that we see in a lot of stoner comedies. And yeah, they have similar comedic structure, kind of like what I was just saying. And stoner films can be enjoyed by all. You don't have to be on drugs to enjoy these movies. You can simply... It might be better, but... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, we... Lord, the movies we watched this week. We can get into that in a <laughs> second. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't have to smoke to be able to enjoy these movies. You don't have to be on drugs to enjoy them. They're enjoyable for all. And... The thing about them is they pull us into these crazy worlds for like 90 minutes. It's a nice, most of them are, yeah, like 90 minute movies, which is a good thing. It's, you don't have to put a lot of effort into watching it. So some common themes, I'm almost done with my research of this portion. Don't you worry. Um, so some common themes that we find in these movies is it's two friends with a task. And this is usually finding more weed. Um, you're evading law enforcement, parents, friends, anyone who would frown upon your usage. And any serious moments that come across in these movies usually utilize irony. Like this, It's serious, but not to be taken that seriously. And there's often parodies of popular culture, which we'll kind of get into in a second. And yeah, so little basic history rundown. The 70s introduced our typical stoner character, you know, the guy that's like, whoa, man. And he's usually got like a van and it's got like a bunch of tie-dye stuff in the back. Mm -hmm. That kind of dude. Yeah. And then the Reagan era. Slay. Oh, today I, walked, today I walked past the Ronald Reagan Republican Center. And the dude wow. standing outside of there was cracker white. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Put some peanut butter on that cracker. Ew. <laughs> But yeah, the Reagan era definitely brought about the controversy. And I will get into this later because, Lord, I broke down that history for y'all. It's so interesting. I'm so excited to talk about it. Um, but anyways, it brought about a lot of controversy over weed. Studios opted out to opted to go without weed in movies because of the stigma around it. And they didn't want their films to be banned. And this brought about a lot of those weedless stoner comedies that we were kind of mentioning earlier so we have movies like bill and ted my beloved we will talk about them in a second wayne's world and dude where's my car and actually i just learned this today dude where's my car originally had a lot of weed in it like a lot of usage it was supposed to be central to it but the studio ditched all the weed to get a pg-13 rating because they wanted that money and yeah Basically, when you think, I think it came out in 1998, I never finished this movie, so I can't really talk very much about it, but The Big Lebowski apparently is a movie that really brought a lot of change to the game, 
and brought us towards the stoner comedies that we see today with my man Seth Rogen reigning supreme. So yeah, that's a good little history for you right there. And let's get into some movies, bestie. You watched Smiley Face this week, so you want to run us through that one? Yeah, I guess. Um, Smiley Face with Miss... Isn't it Greg Araki? Araki? Oh, no. You think I'd just be taking note of everything? I, I barely know names to songs that I like, let alone directors and... I'm a fake fan, okay? But uh, Smiley Face with Miss Anna Harris, Anna oh. Ferris. Yeah, it is Greg Araki. Um, Calvin Harris. Is he in that movie? No. Oh. <laughs> I think I just thought about it <laughs> for a second. When I met you in the summer, <laughs> to my heart be sound. <laughs> um, basically, I don't know what I was doing that I wasn't paying much attention, but... Um, it was, it's basically your average stoner flick. Um, Definitely hits on those structures we were just talking about. Right. She accidentally eats a whole bunch of cupcakes while she's already high, and the cupcakes were... Edibles. Edibles. Uh, I almost said stoner cupcakes. Them stoner cakes. Um, (laughs) and... Her dealer comes by and and she's like, oh, I accidentally ate all your cupcakes. And he's like, well, those were Meryl. That was her roommate. Because it was in the fridge. And she lives there. Was it his, the roommate's? I'm pretty sure. Because he was like going to bring it to like a birthday party or something. But, oh, I don't remember. The, but the dealer wanted something from her. Yeah. And so he threatened to steal her, or to, like, take all her furniture, and she didn't want him to take her bed, so she was like, I've gotta get some money, um, and at the same time, she had what they called government weed, which, (laughs) which is, like, the elite weed, um, because, you know, some places either have marijuana partially legalized or fully legalized, so the quote-unquote government weed comes to, like, obviously it's, like, very heavily, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Processed? Not processed, but just, like, heavily regulated. Oh, that one, that, that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So FDA approved. Right. She. I she, don't sell medicine. <laughs> not a pharmacist. <laughs> Pink sauce. Pink sauce. Um. So she ends up going to the the amount of like cameos in this was hilarious though yeah. because she goes into have a is there Bill Hader in this for like a split second I don't think so he I feel like he'd be in this movie no okay. I don't think he was carry on um because she goes to an audition because she's like an actress of some sort um she goes to an audition and in the waiting room we have um the from Glee Miss um what's her name. Rachel Berry. No. (laughs) Jama Mays. Why did I not know that was her name? That doesn't sound like a real name. But she's um, from Glee. And uh, the... the, I can't can't remember her name right now, but she's the Mrs. Schuster, unfortunately. Oh, Lord. God Uh, bless that woman. (laughs) 
And then in the actual audition room, we have Miss Sue Sylvester, so that's amazing. Um, she doesn't get the job, whatever. I'm not gonna go through the whole plot, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> it's basically very... just know that it follows yeah. the typical rules. And then we've got Jim from the office in there. We've got a Ferris wheel. Yeah, we've got Harold from Harold and Kumar um, in there. It's a good time. <laughs> it's just fun. Yeah. The next movie that we're going to talk about is a hidden gem, a classic, to be honest. Um, it's called Never Going Back, and I think it's honestly one of the most underrated A24 movies. Y'all girlies love to hype up Midsummer. Y'all love to praise Boots the House Down on The Lobster. That's not even one. That's really popular. But anyways, y'all are sleeping on Never Going Back. I love this movie so much. I forced you to watch this couple months back. Gabby's giving me that look. You don't remember anything. <laughs> what is this movie? So basically, it's these two friends. They live together with her, one of the girl's brother oh, okay. and his roommate played by love of my life, Kyle Mooney. You, all, you had to, all you had to say was the girl from the Fosters. Yeah, the girl from the Fosters and Leonardo DiCaprio's ex-girlfriend. Um, <laughs> but anyways... Um, the brother is really stupid and he starts like a gang and he's a drug dealer and he a deal goes bad his friend breaks in and steals their tv and stuff like that and they have to go on this whole thing like they have to get to work and all this chaos ensues they get arrested at one they, point they were planning a trip to florida they were planning a trip to florida and yeah i do remember it you do remember it dolphies for life that's what they say but Honestly, this movie at this point is like a comfort movie to me. Like, I just, I'm dead serious. Don't give me that look. I love this movie so much. I just pop it on. I've seen it like a billion times now. I own it on DVD. You do? I do. That's how we watched it a couple months ago. What the hell? I <sighs> love this movie with my heart and soul. It's this just is like the second time I've heard you talk about it. No, I like, love this movie so much. Okay. Yeah. But anyways, at the, like, memorable part for me is, like, they're like, oh, we gotta go to work. Like, we have got to go. And they, like, stop by a party because their uniforms smell really bad. And they need to use the laundry machine. And they accidentally eat, like, a huge pot brownie and get absolutely trashed and then show up to work blazed. And they get fired on the spot. <laughs> but it's a really good movie. I really recommend it scary movie i think we've only seen the first two right or the third um did we get to the third i think you were gonna put on the third and i was like gabby i can't do it we actually wait i think we may have tell them about scary movie scary movie is uh from the time the great times of parody movies you didn't yes. even talk about parody movies in your we should have like a whole parody movie section we really should um because hungry games and all those no, we haven't seen scary movie three anyway so yeah scary movie they're vampires just, suck you ever seen that one yeah yeah unfortunately the scary movie is one of those funny little parody flicks um that plays on the stereotypes of um scary all the movies genre, yeah. yeah so it is mostly centered around the scream franchise at least for the first one mm -hmm. um and then it kind of like 
plays around with other things. Like the ring. And yeah. I think they do saw. Yeah. Like whatever was popular around the time. Yeah. I, I have to say, I think this is like one of the, it's probably the best um, parody movies. Mm-hmm. Because other than that, like they just took it too far. Yeah. And they got and stupid. kind of got annoying. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. Which is probably why they died off. Yeah. But um, we saw in these scary movies, we saw a lot of like, comedians pop up um as well as like they would randomly have like cameos from actual casts casts from these movies <laughs> that they were making fun of um but yeah it's a it's really funny if you go on tiktok you'll hear half of the script in tiktok Sydney, that is a skeleton that is bones or my boss is not crazy <laughs> That was some scary shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's a quotable movie. Um, some parts of it have not aged well at oh, all. Oh, absolutely not. So, reside with caution. But yeah, it's I would I would put it in that subgenre branch of stoner friendly because mm. it's not weed centric. Mm. Um, this is the end kind of talked about it pretty recently because i watched it pretty recently i love this movie but just one of those like it's a seth rogan yeah but the funny thing about this one is it's not really like drug centered the beginning very much is uh but then the rest of it is just like a wtf kind of movie where you're like (laughs) everything is is gonna happen (laughs) and then Something not so chill happened last night. <laughs> that was the best part of the whole movie. John Hermione Hill. just stole all her stuff. Yep. Yep. Or, and Rihanna. Rihanna smacks him. Smacking smacks him dead the in the face. daylights out of that boy. Yeah. Well, because apparently he wasn't supposed to do that. Yeah. And Michael Sarah just got bitch slapped by Rihanna. <laughs> Absolutely bitch slapped. My God, it smells really bad. I sprayed. Ugh. They... Woof. <laughs> now, neither of us have seen this movie, but we do watch a lot of reaction channels. Mm-hmm. So we've basically seen the movie. Basically. I think it was Gabby Bell was the one that I watched. Yeah, it's hitting you now, huh? Um, it was bad. Did I see Gabby? I think I, I saw watched, Gabby Bell's. I've, I watched a couple I've of d- them. I've definitely seen a few of them. Yeah. Maybe Jarvis did one, too? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but basically, it's a terrible, terrible movie. By who? By Machine Gun Kelly. Yikes. And he somehow swindled Megan Fox to be in this movie. And basically, the whole premise of this movie is he wakes up with a text from his girlfriend. What's her name? Apple? I swear her name is Apple. Something stupid. Yeah. And it says... Which is like Becky G or something. Like oh, really? Yeah. Singing in the shower. Um, and he wakes up from a, with a text from his girlfriend. And it says, good morning. But it's like, morning like, oh, my grandma died. We're in mourning. That kind of morning. And he's like, whoa. Like, what does that mean? Like, what? And it literally... And I think they, like, immediately start smoking, like, a huge joint or something like that. Wait, what movie is this? Okay, that is actually the next movie on our list, so I will come back to that. Oh, I saw Trin Lovell react to it. Oh, Dan- uh, Danny Gonzalez. Danny, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. yeah. It's been covered by many a tubers. But anyways, so this whole stupid journey ensues where... He, like, has to go to an audition, and he's 
he was doing a really bad Draco Malfoy impression. And it's honestly, like, pathetically bad. Apparently the audition was for him to get the Batman. The Batman, which, yeah. honey, you're dreaming. Yeah. You're Absolutely dreaming. dreaming. Yeah, but the whole the whole thing is, and it's bad, Pete Davidson's in it. God bless his soul. And, yeah, basically the end product is, the whole thing, it was just a typo. A misunderstanding. Big yeah. misunderstanding. Stupid. Terrible. Anyway. Ah. Uh. Um, Pineapple Express. Mm -hmm. In the middle of me saying that, I remembered they had the cross joint. Yep. And I was like, what is that from? And then I was like, LOL. It's literally the next movie we're talking about. That's the funny thing, too, about these, like, stoner movies is that they'll have, like, the most unreasonable shaped and sized joints. Like, it'll be, like, a six-foot joint. And it's like, there's no way that's actually, like, usable. (laughs) Like that one picture of Miley Cyrus with the really crazy... I don't think I've seen that. Really? Wild. I don't remember the plot of this. I don't either. I think it was that they accidentally stole I there I know they were fighting There's with like a drug, like drug dealer, dealers um and they were getting oh, like Oh, Seth Rogen's like trying to get his life together. Like he's wearing like a nice little suit and he's or does he gets fired from his job, doesn't he? He does something doesn't with his he job. do um when you hand someone there getting served? Isn't that oh, what Oh my his god, job yeah. Was? yeah. he served people. He served people. And uh what's his face would come with him? Franco, James Franco. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets fired. Yeah. Go watch Does the it? movie because yeah. we don't remember. <laughs> At some point or another, they're fighting a drug dealer. <laughs> and then in This Is this is the End, they were like making jokes about making a second one. Yeah. And they made like a little mini parody. Very meta. Yeah. A movie within a movie. The movie. The finishing touch of the smoothie. The next movie is uh, Dude, Where's My Car? Which, okay, me and Gabby were trying to, to do our research because we haven't seen a lot of these movies. And we were like, okay, I was like, that's, I made her watch Smiley Face. I was like, I've already seen this. You can watch this. We were going to watch Harold and Kamara. We never got around to it. And um, I was like, Gabby, you need to watch Dude, Where's My Car? But it just didn't, didn't happen. But basically the premise of this is like Ashton Kutcher and his buddy from American Pie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just know that man from American Pie. Anytime he shows up in a movie, I'm like, all right, this movie's about to be incredibly sexist. And, um, but I, Duper's My Car has a soft spot in my little heart. It's just so goofy. It's crazy. We're gonna watch it. We're gonna watch it. But basically, literally the whole premise, as I said, going on a stupid little task, they wake up and they're like, dude, where's my car? So they have to go on an adventure to find the car. Wow. Yeah. Good times. That's, that's all I have to say. okay. Watch it for yourselves. Clerks. Another movie Gabby has not seen. I was going to, but then they didn't have a free watch option, so. Not even Tubi TV? No, I think it was on, like, Paramount. Wow. stupid. Um, all I have to say is, I wasn't even supposed to be here today. All I care about Clerks is that uh, Q is friends with them. (laughs) Q. And he's in Silent Bob. Jane Silent Bob. Or three, something like that. But yeah, basically the whole premise of this is the dude was literally not supposed to be there today. He works in a convenience store and it's black and white, which is because they had a really low budget. 
And the behind the scenes of the movie are actually way more interesting than the actual movie to me. When you talk, he talks about like he was using like actual people and he like really filmed this and all that. But yeah, basically he shows up, he's called into work. He's not supposed to be there that day. And all this stuff ensues. They're like playing hockey on the roof. And I think there's like a attempted robbery at one point. It's just a crazy little day in the life movie. And it has guidance counselor slander in it. So I don't tolerate that. Anyways, Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. You want to tell us what you remember from this movie? Because I doubt you remember much. The telephone box time travels. That's it. Yeah. And they the alien spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> now, I love Bill and Ted so very much. I'm sorry I didn't grow up with no those. I didn't watch this until about 3 oh. years ago. And I literally have a t-shirt. I own Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bill and Ted's Most Bogus Journey on DVD. I even own Bill and Ted's Most Bogus Journey on CD. How about, God gave rock and roll to you. That song smacks. What you know about that song? It was in Bill and Ted. That's it? Yeah. It's by Kiss. Yeah. It's the live version. (laughs) It's such a good song. But anyways, basically Bill and Ted have a history project and they don't know anything Mm -hmm. they are the definition of himbo love them they're stupid little empty pea brains and so basically the history teacher is like y'all are about to flunk out of this class if you don't pass this history project so you need to like get something together and this dude from the future comes and he's like yo you guys are bill and ted Mm, excuse me you guys are Bill and Ted. You guys literally like changed the world. You changed the future. I'm from the future and I have to help you pass this history test, history project so that you can like save the world. And so they go literally in, as Gabby was saying, in a time booth and they just travel throughout history and they collect in all. A phone booth? Yeah. You said time booth. Time booth. Phone booth that travels through Phone time. booth. I think I was thinking of Doctor Who. That's called the TARDIS. That's a police box. No. Time box. They travel around. They get Beethoven, as they say. <laughs> they get they get Socrates. A, a couple princesses. Socrates. So They say, like, Socrates, yeah. And they just gather up all these people f- throughout town. I th- time. I think they get uh, Billy the Kid. And then they bring them on stage, present that as their history project, and they pass the class. But that's in the first movie. And then I watched Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and my god, I think that the second one is better than the first. Gabby, we need to watch the second because she hasn't seen it yet. Oh my. Alright. Before we do that one, I think we should talk about uh, one that I have watched many a times and that's wayne's Wayne's world World. i still haven't seen this movie i literally have it sitting right over there yeah we need to watch it um don't ask me the plot of wayne's world (laughs) but um mike myers yeah if you know me i love that man that man i say about so many but that man owns my heart and soul what 
Oh, because of So I Married an Axe Murderer. So I Married an Axe Murderer, Shrek. Yeah. Whatever other. Cat in the Hat. (laughs) (laughs) I love Mike Myers. And a freaking, what's his name? Dana. Yeah. From Master of Disguise. Yeah. (laughs) Also, this. Also, also stoner friendly, I would say. Yeah. Um, You take a little wiener and and some some tiny nuts. This is what you're doing. This is what I want you to do. That movie did not age well. Do, but do like this. No, please. No, wait. So funny. No. Um, but you know Wayne's World is is a funny like another one of those like him just a bunch of himbos. Um, I was raised on the um, Bohemian Rhapsody scene. I've I probably seen that about that twenty scene. million times. Yeah. My dad would be like. Y'all want to see something? And he didn't show you the damn this. movie? We weren't allowed to. That's stupid. It was deemed inappropriate by my mother. Well, mother, you were wrong. But now I'm an adult, and I can watch this movie. So let's put it on after All this. Right. That's pretty much it. And then we wrap things up with... One we of said, the We said, you know movies. what? If we're going to do this research, we got to go in hard. we got to yeah. go in deep. we got to find one of those we have niche... niche absolutely bonkers. $20 budget movie. <laughs> $20 budget literally released solely to Dollar Tree yeah. on Blu-ray. I found this movie on TikTok because apparently it is well known in the stoner community. It's a cult classic. Um, and I had never heard of it. Me neither. Um, I mean, they must have had a budget because they had Tommy Chong on there. So. They sure did, yeah. And but, the movie was yeah. Evil Bong. Evil <laughs> And if you think it sounds as stupid, or if you think it is as stupid as it sounds, you're wrong. You're right. You're wrong because it's even stupider. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, well, what we need to do now is finish the series. Apparently, there's nine of them. I won't even waste my time. I want to read out I the think titles I will of them. Simply loot. Yeah, the titles are honestly works of art in themselves. But I think I'd lose brain cells if I actually watched all these movies. The latest installment came out just last year, yep. according to Gabby. All right, here's the titles. So, the Evil Bong Collection. We've got Evil Bong, released October 31st, 2006. Evil Bong 2, King Bong. And if you look at the the poster, King Bong is in the same font as King Kong. Oh, <laughs> Um, and that was released in 2009. We've got Evil Bong 3, The Wrath of Bong. And that was 2011. Then we have a little break. We've got Ginger, Bre- <laughs> Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong, which is a, is a collab I've never wanted to hear in my life. That came out in 2013. Um, obviously, the fourth Evil Bong is called Evil Bong 420. <laughs> Very creative. Yeah, that released in 2015. Evil Bong High Five in 2016. Evil Bong 666 <laughs> in 2017. Evil Bong 777 in 2018. And the latest 2022 release Evil Bong 888 Infinity High. <laughs> so, classic. Um, oh no, did I not like this comment? It was so funny. Keep talking about Evil Bong. Um, basically, this guy, oh, these- this Okay, okay, I found it, I'm sorry. 
I love looking through letterbox comments because they're so funny. And the funniest one that I found from this one was, Okay, Mr. Band, we made the bong puppet that will be featured prominently in the movie. Can it emote or move at all? No, sir. Action. It made me giggle. It it was pretty funny. (laughs) But basically, this bong that this, these... This idiot. You gotta start from the beginning with the little nerd boy. So we've got nerd boy Alistair. Oh man, I forgot his name. Who hates being called Al. Yes. Who needs a place to live, so he rents a room from these guys. What he doesn't realize is that For it's all... 40 bucks a week. 40 bucks a week. What he doesn't realize is that it's all one big room, and they're all just living together, so he has to just sleep on the floor. And the three dudes that he's living with... a mattress. He does. Yeah. The three dudes that he's living with are epic stoner boys. Um, and one day one of them buys this bong from online and it ships to him. And turns out the bong is cursed. The and bong is evil! When you take a hit of the bong, it sucks your soul into the bong. Mm-hmm. And then your body is dead, but your soul is alive in, in the bong. In a strip club. In a strip club in the in bong. In the bong. And, and the the women, <laughs> so basically you're like dancing around having a good time with all these stripper ladies, and then all of a sudden a lady comes up to you to give you some personal attention, and she'll have a bra on with some like sharks or skeleton or the lips too, and then all of a sudden the sharks are like biting you to death. And so then, but who, then who but came then, up with that concept? But then later you're fine. So. Yeah, and then after you beat Evil Bong, then I mean you wake up, you're good. But at the time, you are dead as a doorknob. Yeah. But it was just absolutely insane. I cannot believe this movie exists. I can't believe there's more. There's of them. more of them. Um, as I read the comment from Letterboxd, this bong is a puppet technically, but it looks like it was crafted with a bong. If you've watched hot glue. If you've watched Doctor Who, you know the like moisturize me lady yeah she looks exactly like that but like worse but like worse. she was made with hot glue and um moldable crayola yeah clay. and it looked like whoever did her makeup had only ever done makeup on porn stars in their whole life yeah, like <laughs> bad so yeah if, uh, yeah if you're feeling goofy give it yeah. a give it a we we don't recommend it but we, we don't but you know knock yourself out that's up to you yeah so Kind of getting out of that, let's bring back my research. Okay, so I, I don't know if I've said this like officially on the pod, but I was a criminology major in college. I have my bachelor's of the arts in criminology, so I think I'm a little qualified to speak on this subject, but basically we kind of wanted to take this into a like decriminalization discussion. So, yeah, here's just, like, a couple of points I found online today. It was actually pretty interesting to read all this, so I just wanted to share. So, a significant portion of our budget goes to arresting, prosecuting, sentencing, and incarcerating users and dealers of marijuana. And a statistic is that in 2004, Alaska spent about 25 to $30 million on just enforcing anti-weed legislation. Thanks, Kamala. <laughs> <laughs> we did it, Joe. And then 
just to give you like a national statistic, it was estimated in the same year that about $7.6 billion were spent on enforcing these policies. And I think it's important to note that substances that are totally legal, like alcohol and tobacco use, these are substances that follow a daily use of pattern. You know, you got like people that smoke a pack a day or people who have like a beer to kick off the night every night. And I mean, I'm not saying that there's no people that use weed that don't use weed every day because I definitely know people who like cannot go to sleep without it. Um, But weed follows more of an occasional use pattern. Like most people who use it, I guess, follow a pattern of like once a week or once a month. So what the article is trying to say is that it basically has a lower risk of addiction and it's easy for users to wean off of quote unquote and people are often whenever talk talk that drawl is really coming in there people are often talking about when they talk about them um wow (laughs) so people are often worried that the usage of marijuana will rise crime rates and Or, oh, just in general, this is me not being able to read my own handwriting again. They're worried that if this is decriminalized or legalized, that the usage of marijuana in general will rise. And this just isn't true because if you look at some statistics, studies have found that in decriminalized states, the usage in high schoolers only went up by about 2 to 4%. So it's not like a significant jump or anything like that. And as I was just saying, when I was uh, jumbled up and confused, others worry that crime will increase. And the lo- like the logic here is like, well, if drugs cause crime, then we can, s- or yeah, if, yeah, if drugs, <laughs> good God, I can't talk tonight. If drugs cause crime, then we can say that drinking milk causes crime because all criminals drink milk. And this was something that was, I don't know if, like, the professors in UF just were sharing, like, their own little metaphors and stuff. But this was one I heard in, like, almost every single class. Like, because, um, like, during the summertime, it gets hot, so ice cream sales go up. And then it's also kind of linked that crime rises in the summertime as well. So does that mean that we can say that ice cream causes crime? Something to think about. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a lot of other statistics that impact crime, so that can also intertwine with drug use. So these statistics that impact crime are age, gender, race, your socioeconomic status, and honestly, those things have more powerful causations than any drug would have. And again, take this with a grain of salt. Like I said, I have a bachelor's, but that'll make me an expert, so sorry if I get something wrong. And there's also little evidence of any link to marijuana and crime. And the Department of Justice, hey, shout out, says that alcohol actually has a greater impact on crime because about a third of state prisoners and about a fifth of federal prisoners were under the influence of alcohol at the time of their offense. And... The most closely tied offenses to alcohol often include violent crimes like assault, murder, manslaughter, and sexual assault. And of the three major illicit drugs, these are marijuana, coke, and heroin. And by coke, I mean cocaine, sorry. Uh, Marijuana is the least likely to create any criminal action. 
And that's because when you're dealing, it's often discreet. You need a small dosage to achieve a high, and the high is unlikely to cause or trigger any violent actions that were just mentioned with alcohol. And also, another little convincing tidbit that they kind of threw in there was marijuana use has grown steadily since the 90s, and crime has actually dropped significantly from that time. So, kind of shows there's not specifically a link there. And so, you can also kind of see, it's interesting that while crime rates have dropped, the arrests in marijuana-related or crimes has kind of increased. So in 1970, there were about 188,000 people who were arrested for marijuana crimes. And in 2003, that number had risen to about 755,000. So over the decades, we can see that small amounts of weed have often led to fines and jail time. And it's important to point out that cannabis rarely kills anybody, unlike alcohol and other drugs. And Unless you went to G-Star High School, where um, these kids drove into our school sign, and they were high, and our, our CEO made a whole big deal about them smoking marijuana. And now, smoking makes you do crazy things like drive into school signs. Yeah, and I mean, obviously... Don't ever drive under the influence. It doesn't matter if it's alcohol or weed. Like, if you're not good to drive, please take an Uber or get somebody to pick you up. For real. And, yeah. So, cannabis rarely kills anybody. It's not like you can overdose on it, is what we're saying. Like, obviously, your actions while under the influence can impair you to where you might die. But if you're just chilling at home, you're probably going to be fine, buddy. And, yeah. So... These deaths, these alcohol-related deaths are rising, is important to point out. Now, this is where I have a big interest in this because I took a really amazing class. Gabby's bored. She's yawning. A little bit. Ah! I'm pouring my heart and soul out into this research right now. But I took a really interesting class at UF that was called Race and Crime Throughout U.S. History, and I'd really love to get into that more. I still have all my notes from that class because... I just loved it so much. It was really, really interesting. But it's so interesting to see, like, how much of what we see in America today is tied in with racism. Like, the whole prison system in general is really tied into, like, slave labor and everything from when everybody was emancipated. So, yeah, that's where a lot of the scrutiny that we see against marijuana kind of comes from is it's got a racist history. So, criminalization emerged from racism and xenophobia we can see this like i think it was about 1888 mexican immigrants introduced the practice to americans and then shortly after states began prohibiting the plant and harry anslinger who was the commissioner of the now defunct federal bureau of narcotics actually introduced racial bias about the users and utilized false claims that it made people commit crimes so he was just out there like, yeah, this stuff will mess you up, make you crazy. Go stupid, go crazy. And let's see. He replaced cannabis, the word cannabis, with marijuana to associate it with Mexican immigrants. And he also um, told people that jazz music was evil music created by people under the influence. 
And just little actions like this led to the Marijuana Tax Act of 1937, which regulated the importation, cultivation, possession, and distribution of marijuana. And this also distributed fines as high as the average American's income, so you wouldn't even be able to pay it, thus forcing you to serve jail time or prison time. So, isn't that just swanky? So that was early 1900s. By the 1970s, we see the Controlled Substances Act, which placed cannabis under a Schedule I drug, and then it was also just outlawed because of that. And this began what is known today as the War on Drugs. Now, this is also just something that's interesting to me because it actually really intertwines with my job because I work in healthcare fraud, so I've been hearing very much about Schedule 1, 2 drugs, etc. So for those of you who don't know, I just did like a quick little run through. So Schedule 1 drugs are drugs with no accepted medical use and a high potential of abuse. These are drugs like heroin, LSD, ecstasy, and then marijuana. Which, when you think about it, I don't know. Kind of interesting. Schedule 2 drugs are drugs with a high potential of abuse that can lead to psychological damage or high dependence. And these are drugs such as cocaine, methadone, oxycontin, fentanyl, and Adderall. And then Schedule 3, these are about, I don't know, oh, Moderate to, I cannot read my own handwriting. This is bad. Moderate to low potential for physical and psychological dependence. Abuse is potential, but it is less than schedule one and two. So basically from this point, the potential for abuse kind of just drops and drops and drops. And these are drugs such as codeine, ketamine, testosterone. Schedule four is low potential of abuse, low risk dependence. This is Xanax, Soma, Valium, Ambien. And then Schedule 5 is the lowest, and these are things such as cough medicine, Lyrica, etc. Jumping back into the war on drugs, though. So we have Mr. John Ehrlichman, who was the assistant to the president of domestic affairs under Nixon. And he actually said that the war on drugs began as a war against anti-war protesters and black people. Because Nixon couldn't just outright criminalize people who are black and anti-war he had to find a little way to get to them so he began the war to get people to associate black people with heroin and um, marijuana with these hippies who are anti-war and then began criminalizing it and despite using cannabis at a slightly lower rate than their white counterparts black people are four times more likely to be arrested for cannabis and as of 2018, of 2,000 offenders federally sentenced on cannabis charges, 89% were black. So 43% of all arrests that year in 2018 were cannabis related. So in the present, we see black Americans sitting in jail while primarily white male ran legal weed industry is about to rake in a projected $45 billion in 2024. And we still have people sitting in jail or prison for, like, a dime bag of weed. Yeah. And, I mean, I see it a lot now, especially, like, we live in D.C. where it's considered legal, um, but the selling of marijuana is still illegal. So we have what's called I-71 compliancy, where you can technically gift 
marijuana for free. So what a lot of dispensaries around here do is sell you artwork, stickers, things like that. And as a quote-unquote gift, they <laughs> they give you the actual thing that you're buying, which is uh, whatever it is, whether it's gummies or things like that. But, I mean, even... Um, we see it a lot, like, on TikTok and things like that. These, like, very gentrified, um, companies of, like, white owners who sell, whether it is selling actual flower, like, marijuana bud, or, like, marijuana smoking, like, what's it called? <laughs> like, glassware or wrapping paper mm-hmm. or rolling paper paper. I sound so I sound like such a um punk what's it called a poser (laughs) I sound like a poser but yeah they'll they'll sell whether it's like uh, accessories for smoking marijuana or actually selling weed and they have like this sort of like cleanliness to it and it's like supposed to look like bougie and regal now yeah it's it's kind of like the same thing when you see people like a white oh yeah when you see like a white owner selling chai and calling it like mud water and stuff like that like what was the spa water yeah yeah like calling spa water when it's just agua fresca of some sort but yeah so you see we we see it in a lot of things, and especially now in the age of legalization of marijuana one way or another, we we still have a lot of mostly black people incriminated and in jail for either partaking in marijuana or selling marijuana or, you know, getting caught with marijuana uh, in, with intention to sell, as they like to say. Mm-hmm. Um while these, like, higher up, even, like, Seth Rogen, sorry, you know, he's got his whole, his whole shtick is being a pothead, and his whole personality, and now he has, like, a company that sells lighters and things like that, and he's never got a slap in the wrist about it. So, yes, I just, yeah, it absolutely, when you have, like, people literally serving life sentences over something so simple and then we have people like what was it brock turner literally serving three months months in jail for literally ruining a woman's life like that just doesn't make any sense and so yeah i thought it was important to kind of point out the differences in decriminalization and legalization which might seem simple and like you get it to other people but some people might not understand so i wanted to put it in here um but yeah decriminalization this means that it remains illegal but you can't prosecute a person for the act and then of course legalization is the overturning of an illegal act into something that is permissible by law so yeah just make sure that you go out and vote speak up about this issue and where whether you where wherever you like ben and jerry's be like ben and jerry's wherever you stand on the topic don't use don't want to use blah 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 whatever you should still be taking all these facts into consideration and advocating for people to not have to serve life sentences in prison over 
stupid marijuana. Non-violent. Non-violent crimes, literally. Like, spend your time more wisely on other areas. So, yeah. Just wanted... Especially with how full our prisons are. And how expensive it is to run them and everything. And, Lord, we'll save that for another day because I have got some things to say on that. So, yeah. Let's get into our questions. I suddenly forgot how to use an iPad. Um, (laughs) So, we asked for y'all to send us some questions, and so we got a couple of them. So, Bestie Calvin says, Where would you travel if you could travel anywhere for free for a week? Um... Just a week? Damn. No, I had some- It's for free. I will take it. I know. Uh, I had this uh, guy come into the store the other day buying some shoes because he was going to Japan. And so I would definitely do Japan or Korea. I was going to say Japan. Yeah. If not Japan, I'd really want to go to Italy. No, I'm going to Italy for the rest of my life. Italia. (laughs) A week ain't enough. Yeah, I need to live in the house from Call Me By Your Name. No, I need to. Oh, okay. That would actually heal my soul. Bestie Nicole says, favorite Disney Channel original movie? Uh, High School Musical 2. I'm a three girly. I but, know you are. Um, Minutemen. Never saw. What? Never saw. That, that's a crime. That yeah. also has Mr. Um, Mr. Light Up. I'm glowing. He's glowing. Um, what else? Mm, I'm gonna say also Lemonade Mouth, which we did watch a couple years ago, and we're like, this hasn't, it's it's just not the same as when I was like eight. Um, the Wizards of Waverly Place movie. I don't think I've seen the full thing. Definitely caught a couple minutes of it. Yeah. That. In like a hotel somewhere. The, the, um, the one about the sled, the dog sledding. Uh, Snow Buddies. No! (laughs) We'll save this. I actually have this written down where we do like a whole breakdown of Disney Channel original movies. So this is just a test. You can say DCOM. The DCOM universe. Uh, Bestie Thomas said... (laughs) I love this question. (laughs) If you had to kill the other person, how would you do it? I want to see your answer first. What would you do? Um, so I, I'm assuming this isn't under the guise that I'd be totally innocent if I did it and I wouldn't get in trouble for it. So I would really want to test out that one method where, um, you take a, a, a needle. What is that called? Just like a needle. What? A lobotomy? No, no, no. It just like I'm... A, a nurse giving you a needle. A shot? Shot. What is the actual instrument called? A needle? I a don't. syringe. Syringe. I would take a syringe, fill it up with air, and Ew! then squeeze it in between your toes because it mimics a heart attack. I hate you. And because the bubbles disrupt your bloodstream and it I mimics a heart attack and you die. So I would, I would want to test that out. And then I'd obviously wear gloves the whole nine yards. And get away me, with murder. I would lock Chloe and Farah in a room 
where they had no food or water. <laughs> Farrah would eat me. And then, yeah, <laughs> Chloe would have to either choose to eat her own cat, which I would she rather won't, starve. or ha- let Farrah eat her. <laughs> I've often said this, um, maybe a little morbid, as I am. We said this last episode. We don't have to repeat it. No, I'm not talking what? about the bloating stage. No, I- I'm talking about how it's uh-huh. one of my wishes in life to be eaten by my cats after I die. Oh, no. I thought you were talking about how you were going to kill yourself if Farrah died. No. Anyways. Bestie Aunt Jen says, If you could do a remake of any movie, what would it be and who would you cast? This is hard because I'm not a fan of remaking movies. Like, I think, leave Britney alone. True. Don't touch them. Like, they're there. They're their own work of art. We don't need to do a remake. I would remake a show into a movie. Which one? I would remake Oron High School Host Club into a live action movie. Uh, I don't know if it'd have the same charm as it does the anime. Oh, obviously not. No. But that's like... Them when they made Death Note into a movie. Like, well, that ew. was because they cast a whole bunch of white people. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. Okay. I think I'm going to have to say Carrie because... They already did that. I know. I'm getting there. So Carrie, the original one from like the 70s, is gorgeous masterpiece, work of art, love it. And then they put out one in like the early 2000s and then they did another one with Miss Chloe Grace Moretz in like 2013 and those both were garbage. So I would do a remake, and knowing myself, I would do a really good job. Oh, you didn't say who you would cast in your movie. Well, I don't know. But they wouldn't be white. Oh, okay. I would cast some real baddie. Let me see. I feel like Alexa Demi could kind of slay in that. And Carrie. Mia Goth. Mia Goth. Good lord. Get that girly up there. The girl from um, Ready or Not. I don't know Serena Sai. Sersha, no. Anyways, those were all of our questions for this week. So, what have you been watching this week, bestie? Um, same stuff you have, except for Smiley Face. Yeah. Um, actually not the same as me, because I watched a lot of stuff this week. Oh. I'll, I'll get into this real quick. Okay, so I watched... Okay, let's talk about the quarry real fast. So, yeah, as we mentioned in the last episode, Gabby got me the quarry for my birthday. And as we've said, like, every every episode, (laughs) I'm terrible at video games. Mm -hmm. So we finally get to, like, the end of the game. I'm so close. I've got, like, 75% of the trophies. I'm doing real good. I'm finding all the tarot cards. I am invested in this story. I'm ready to go. What happens at the most pivotal part of the game? Where you, I'm not going to spoil anything because I don't... Chloe just forgets how to use a controller. No, hold on. Pivotal part of the game. I'm supposed to shoot this thing that is going to trigger the ending. Give me a good ending. What do I do? I mix up my rights and my lefts. And I cannot shoot the thing. Game over. Right there. It's like, died. 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 Dead. Died. Dead. And I'm like... I was, sitting, I was in shock on that couch. I was like, I, I don't know what happened. I literally... I'm so bad at video games that I got the worst possible ending that probably like one percent of people get because I just suck. Yeah. Yeah. You just suck. You want to go over your movies? Yeah. Um. Did we watch Renfield before? After last week. Super Mario was the last movie we've seen last week. So we watched Renfield. Pretty funny. Good old time. Movie ever, but I had a fun time with it. 
Yep. And then I watched Black Adam, <laughs> which was bad. <laughs> just bad. Every time Noah Centineo came on screen, I was just like, you going to show me how you squirt? <laughs> and then I would like... Every every <laughs> sentence he would do, I would somehow add that in there. And then at one point, like, the kid was in the scene. I'm like, I'm not making the squirt no. joke with the kid in the scene. Terrible. Um, and then I threw on Easy A because that's one of my comfort movies. Just be throwing it on. Mm-hmm. Go Woodchucks! Smiley Face. Then the both of us watched Raising Arizona, which I guess I didn't rate. I said, that's it. I saw it. Um, Evil Bong and Bo is Afraid, which we're not even going to talk about right now. That deserves a whole, whole like, six episodes. Literally. So, yeah, I watched Renfield. Loved it. Um, and then I watched Rabid, which apparently, as we were just talking about remakes, is a remake of a... Good God, what is this man's name? Oh, my God. David Cronenberg. David Cronenberg movie. It was... I have to say, I haven't seen the original, but I have to say for a remake, it was pretty dang gnarly. Like, it was pretty good. And so, yeah, I definitely, I put the original on my list immediately, had to see it. Then I watched Radium Girls, which is based off of the historical event of women working in the watch factories with radium and they would literally like sprinkle it all over themselves to make themselves glow i have the you can hear gabby flushing the toilet in the background she's grody right now um but i have the radium girls book on my reading list i haven't read it yet but this movie was just boring i didn't enjoy it so don't even waste your time then i watched she's the man for the first time ever which is sad Oh my god, it was so good. It's so good. I loved it. Um, Gabby's bestie Emmett dressed up at <laughs> yeah. for Halloween. Yeah, cool. Which it is a it was it is like literally the perfect trans movie. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. The tampons. Up the nose. Up the nose. Then I watched in Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. I'm not saying it no more. Um, in preparation at for Evil Dead Rise, which I'm going to see tomorrow. Have fun with that. All by myself. Yeah. So I'm super excited, but I watched the original, not the original, not the one from the 80s, but I watched Evil Dead from 2013, which, yeah, I'm kind of nervous for tomorrow because this one was a lot. Gabby came home, like, at the end of me watching it, and she just took a shower because she was was like, like, I can't watch this. I was it, not about to see it was here. pretty gruesome. I will say I had a dream that night that I cut off my own foot and then like reattached it. I had a terrible it. sleep paralysis dream. I don't think I told you about it. Yeah, you said stink wasn't there for you. No. Real quick. I had a sli- I I sometimes get sleep paralysis. Uh for this one, I woke up and I was inside of my room, but I wasn't awake. I was sleeping. I was in my dream awake and I couldn't move. Um suddenly i have a door that leads to the outside and the handle was like moving up and down i was like oh my god someone's trying to get in and when i realized i was in a dream was because i tried to like sit up to see if the the handle was locked and i couldn't move and i'm like shit i'm in one of those and so when i'm in a sleep paralysis dream i have to like try and jerk myself awake (laughs) and it's like excruciating like it's exhausting like it is painful to be stuck in one of those 
And uh, yeah, I finally got up at one point and went like, <gasps> and I was like, check the door. It was fine. <laughs> and that was my nightmare. Yeah, but Evil Dead kind of messed me up because, like I said, I had that dream where I cut off my own foot and I've just felt like all week, like I should not have a foot. Like that's really stuck with me. So that was fun. Yeah, and then we watched Raising Arizona. People really feel like that though. Yeah. They will self-amputate. Oh, well, don't expect that from me. <laughs> um, we watched Raising Arizona, and I called my mom that night. I was like, have you ever seen Raising Arizona? And she's like, yes, that is one of my favorite movies. And she said that when she's pregnant with me, people were like, what are you going to name your baby? Because my mom, she was that kind of lady who did not want no gender reveal. She didn't know what she was having until the minute I popped out. She swore up and down I was going to be a boy. I said, hey, girl, it's me. You could still be a boy if you wanted. No. I'm like the most girly girl girl in the whole world. But anyways, she said like when people would ask like what she was going to name the baby, she'd be like, Ed Jr. And they did not find that funny apparently. And if you haven't watched the movie, you'd, you'd get it. Also don't find that funny. Oh! And then I watched the Poughkeepsie tapes, which I hated this movie. There was... Yeah, here it is. Somebody... This pretty much wraps it all up it's um somebody on letterbox said y'all need to stop recommending movies where the main horror element is just gratuitous violence against women which is literally what this entire movie is it was just gross i didn't like it at all um and then of course we watched evil bong and Bo is afraid this is your homework assignment go to the movie theater buy yourself a ticket for Bo is afraid Buckle down for three hours. It's three hours long, but it does not. Take a not. nap before. Take a nap before. Go to the bathroom before. Go to the bathroom. Pack get snacks. snacks. Um, it's three hours long, there. but it doesn't feel like three hours. Like, uh, no, it, it, did, like it did not feel like three no, hours it definitely to me. does feel like three hours. So this is, this is your warning. You have an entire week to watch this movie because we will be discussing this in great detail we Next will be week. going to rewatch it. We are going to go sure. rewatch it. I'm going to take notes. There's so much to talk about with this movie. It was incredible. So, yeah. And then, show wise, Gabby's still watching Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. Because I thought I was like, I was on the last few episodes of season five, which was all Netflix had. I'm like, okay, cool. I can move on. And then season six dropped <laughs> this week. So. Yeah, but I'm watch. I watched the freebie show Jury Duty, which Gabby's mad at me. But it was pretty funny. Like it, the whole thing is, it's this um courtroom, and it's supposed to be like a real court case, and only one guy thinks that it's real, and all the other people are actors. So it's just like the most crazy things that can happen. It was it was pretty funny. I liked it. And then um, yeah, I've started watching that '70s show. Which is a childhood classic of mine. Controversial. Anyway. Anyways. Ew. So also with this whole theme of this episode being marijuana, the devil's lettuce, Mary J. We wanted to recommend some weed-centric songs. So here are mine. I've got James Joint by Rihanna. Just combine them all because I didn't get enough. Oh my goodness. Gabby's getting angry. Um, I've got Addicted by Amy Winehouse, Kids by Mac Miller, Brooklyn Baby by Lana Del Rey, High by Sir Sly, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds by The Beatles, and Gabby's input is 
Mary Jane's Last Dance by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Was that all you had? And Mary Jane by Rick James. Okay. So, that brings us to the end of this episode. Um, You can find me on Instagram at Chloe underscore R Mercy A. And we can find you at Curly Femme. And you can follow the pod pod at Haters Film Club on Insta. And you can find us on Letterboxd at our plugs that we gave you. You can find it all in the bio. Send this to your grandpappy. Send this to your parole officer. Send this to your tattoo artist. Send this to your English lit professor. Send this to Cheech and Chong. Send this to Maya Rudolph. (laughs) (laughs) And oh, so we are recording on a microphone, finally. Yeah, if you couldn't tell by the huge jump in volume. Yeah, my bad. We've been trying our best on our budget. So after this episode ends, you can hear our outtakes from testing out the microphone. Thanks for listening. Ew. This bitch on. Can somebody tell me, please? Testing. Thank you. Okay, let me try that again. Looks like the echo feature was on. I don't even know what that is, so. Oops. To freedom! Y'all know that one? Alright, we're testing the two way. Say something, bestie. You gotta speak loud.